Bienvenidos. Good morning. It's such a blessing to be here with you this morning. Uh, Dustin pretty much shared all my intro. <laughs> so we're like 15 minutes less than I was going to say. That's not true. Thank you. Um, I, I do want to share a little bit about my family and uh, our church back in Costa Rica. So, well, uh, I'm 27, I'm married, and I have two beautiful sons, and uh, one is a year and a half, and the other one is uh, a month old. And that's my wife. That was the 4th of July, and you can see she's pregnant. Uh, and that's my boy, Samuel. I met Catherine, that's her name, in church. She, she was from our church. And we just spent too much time together after Master's Commission, or after I came from Master's Commission. And you know what happens when you spend too much time with someone. Uh, if we can go to, another, to the other picture, please. Yes. <laughs> well, if, I, I guess the next picture is going to be from Samuel. And he's, he's, he's a great little boy. He's all over the place, you know, and just like a little boy should be. Uh, I'm so proud of him. <clears throat> and, you know, kind of want to cry because I really miss him. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> to see... God's DNA in his, you know, his life is just wonderful, and <clears throat> and he's he's really smart. You know, he he would do things. He, he he can't talk yet. You know, he's not talking. He would say words, and I speak to him in English all the time. And you know, of course, he hears Spanish everywhere, and he understands more English than Spanish. Like he would. Um, you know, we'll go to a family party or something, and there's like, oh, Samuel, blah, 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 you know, in Spanish. And he's just like, <laughs> he doesn't know what's happening, you know. So I have to say, hey, Samuel, this, this, and that in English. So he he does it. But also, you know, when someone gives, his, gives him something or, or whatever, so I'm like, Samuel, say thank you. And he's, gracias. Uh, <laughs> and so he knows that thank you is gracias or gracias is thank you. Um, so anyway, uh, and my second son Josiah, he's only a month old, and uh, you know he's he's great. He he's not talking yet. <laughs> he will though. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, again, it's so cool to see how you know it's really you know God's intention for us to have children, and uh, you know you see your oh, that's little baby Josiah right there. Um, you see him grow, and like you, you know, you like. You make you make you miss them when they're babies, you know. And I think the only way to overpass that is to keep having babies. <laughs> so, so you won't ever miss that moment, you know. 
um, so we're planning on having at least four kids. Yeah, so we're going to be like Dustin and Misty, maybe. <laughs> All crazy, y'all. Um, <laughs> that's Samuel and Josiah. That was maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. And, well, so enough about family. I'll, I'll, I'll cry probably. I'm, I'm so ready to go home. Um, okay, now the church. It's, it's, uh, it was such a smooth transition, and it's just wonderful how the church has responded to uh, me being the pastor. And um, <clears throat> I really think that generational transfer is, you know, so good to everyone, to everything, um, just to see how, um, you know, everything just, you know, the, the refreshness and something new coming, it's always good. And changes are good. Some people don't like changes, but it's really, really good. Um, and I, I try to change things, you know, at least every six months in our church. You know, always, always under our structure, but you know, renewing. And like this next year, we're we're still gonna do home groups, but uh, we're we're changing our everything about home groups. You know, we'll meet in our houses and all, but it's just gonna be different. And I don't know what yet, but we're gonna do something different. You know, we still have this couple of months to pray and to plan. But it's going to be different. These last two months of the year, we're not doing home groups. We're just going to meet in our church every Wednesday, just like a regular service. And it's not going to be a regular service. We're doing uh, forums and, you know, questions and different activities that's just going to uh, bring life to church. You know, um, I think tradition is good and we should have it. But, you know, so many years in tradition can be bad. Um, so, um, church has been growing a little bit, and so we had to tear down a wall. So, that's that's good. Uh, that's how it used to look like. Uh, that's when you guys were there. And that's how it looks now. You see you see where the floor is different? That's, that's where the wall used to be. Uh, so it's, it's not, we, we couldn't go all the way back because we have the classrooms in the back and we need classrooms. We were going to, you know, just go all the way back, but we have so many babies in our church that, you know, and, and we don't have, you know, a class for, you know, for babies at the nursery, you know, we don't, we don't have that. And, you know, every Sunday I'm preaching and I can see all the kids running everywhere and, you know, they're <laughs> screaming and crying and I'm like, you know, while I'm preaching, I'm thinking, we need, we need a, you know, a classroom for them, a nursery for them. And, you know, what, what can we do? Because we, we really don't have a lot of room. And, you know, so I'm all distracted while I'm preaching. And so thinking of, ter- you know, removing the classrooms uh, wasn't a good idea. You know, I was like, we, we need another classroom and we yet are going to destroy the ones we have, you know. No, no, not going to happen. Um, 
So, and, and with that, obviously we had a little more room and, and we, we bought more chairs in faith that, you know, we, we needed more room and I might share, well, I'm just getting ahead of myself, but, um, you know, the first two or three weeks after we did that and we bought the chairs, like there were like only 20 people in our church, <laughs> you know, and well, you know, we, we did this on faith and, and we're believing for more people and, you know, we're coming back up again, but, uh, it's just things that happen, you know, the enemy tries to, uh, and, you know, discourage you and, but, you know, we are, we're better than that and the Lord is behind us with us. So that's the church now. Uh, we had to build that beam that you're, you see there, uh, in order that, the roof won't fall on us. <laughs> Our idea is to build a second story, second floor. So that's going to help to support the second floor once we we build it. So uh, with that, I want to thank you for the offering or, you know, did you send last year? And so part of your money was to do that. So thank you very much. And uh, so you helped us to make our sanctuary bigger so we can have more people. So thank you. You guys are awesome. All right. Let's, let's preach. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. We pray that a spirit of wisdom and revelation will be on us this morning. And I pray against all distraction. And we pray that... Uh, your word just be uh, in our minds and in our hearts. Amen. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And if, I, if, I, if I'm reading my notes and I take a little longer, it's because they're in Spanish, and it will just take a minute for me to translate them, Okay. So don't think that I got lost or that I don't know what to say. It's just that I'm figuring out the words in English, okay? So I want to I wanna talk this morning a little bit about the culture of the kingdom of God. You know, and in, 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 around this verse, arise and shine. I think it's time for us, the church, for you to arise and shine. For your light has come. Culture, what does it mean? It's the sum of the total knowledge of a group of people. And it transmits or goes from generation to generation. Culture is the collective program of, of the mind that distinguishes members from one group to another. So we are members of this group. And we have our thinking, and we have our culture, and that, you know, is different from other group of people who has their culture. So what is going to distinguish us from being part of the culture of the kingdom of God from the rest? We have to know, and I like to... I like this. Uh, we have to know and we have to proclaim and say that the culture of the kingdom of God is rising. 
and what takes to live in the culture of the kingdom of God. And I'll just I'll just go through different things that will show the kingdom of God in our lives. A culture of the kingdom is strong families. In these times where um, you know families are so apart and you know no one really cares about their kids and and that's why i think it's so powerful to have so many kids (laughs) it's true i mean i i can see it with my well with samuel which is you know more active and um you know I, i can pour out you know all what god has given me onto him and just to the idea that he's going to do the same thing with his children, you know, it just blows my mind. Yeah. And because I'm, I'm pouring, I'm doing the same thing what my dad did to me or with me. You know, it's, it's, it's just so powerful. We need strong families. We need to show our children that a marriage is only between a guy or a man and a woman. Not to... Two guys or two girls. We have to show him that mom and dad love so much that we're never going to get divorced. Divorce is not an option. We have to build strong families. We also want to build a culture of the kingdom that would know God's goodness. God is good. And we as Christians, we as sons and daughters of the kingdom, we need to show the people out there that God is good. He's always good. No matter your experience, God is good. No matter what you're going through right now, He's good. No matter what you're thinking, he is good. He is always good. And he is never going to abandon you. You know, seriously, I don't know what you're going through right now in your life. But start experiencing God's goodness, his kindness for you. You know, he is an expert of turning lime into lemonade. He is a master of taking your problems and transforming them into triumphs. And he is a master of taking you from the bottom all the way to the top. Because he is good. He is a master of taking life from tragedy to triumphs as well. You know, he is good. He is good. I want to share uh, a testimony. Uh, when um, we we save we save money towards our babies, you know, for you know, when they're gonna be born, and because my wife she she's a little picky, and um, so she wants to have her babies in private hospitals. And not in the public ones, you know. It's it's a little different for 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 us. A private hospital is like a regular hospital here, but you know, 
in a, in a regular hospital, they're, you know, it's packed with women or people, you know, and there's, there's these ladies giving birth on the hallway and, you know, they're yelling and screaming and cursing their husbands or cursing their boyfriends, you know, <laughs> because they're in so much pain and, and, um, and they have these ugly blankets that my wife doesn't like. <laughs> and and she and she says that mainly she doesn't want to be there because of the blankets. <clears throat> so we have to pay thousands of dollars just because she doesn't like those blankets. And you can't bring your own blanket. No. <laughs> so <clears throat> you know we we save money month after month to be able to go to a private hospital <clears throat> and for our insurance because if we go to a private hospital, we have to use our insurance and you know all that so um, I think maybe in on March or something like that, we had to use part of our savings to you know and that's a whole other story, but to this you know whatever it was. And um, so we, you know, we were short that money, and we we could save a little more, you know, since then. But by the time that you know it was time to make a decision, you know, or go pay or whatever, uh, we were missing, you know, that percentage. <clears throat> so ever since we've been, we've been praying, and we said, Lord, provide us. Uh, you know, this money that we had to use, you know, we need it for our kid and, you know, et cetera. And, you know, experiencing God's goodness, um, you know, it just came the day where we had to decide, you know, we have to go pay the clinic or, you know, or we just, you know, we you pay either days before or the day where, when you know, when you get there. They won't let you in unless you pay. And um, so we, we had to, you know, either decide to go with the ugly blankets or, <laughs> or you know, or I don't know what. And um, so we, we just gave, like, um, one more week, you know, to pray more and to think about it. And <clears throat> one, one night, you know, I, for some reason I get emails from our bank and, uh, you know, with promotions or, you know, use, use, use our credit card and we'll give you four cars, you know, or, <laughs> or a house, you know. And um, <laughs> so um, I get this email from our bank and they're like, use, if you use one of our credit cards or debit cards at this hospital, which we wanted to go, uh, with maternity plans, we'll give you 20% discount. And, you know, I'm, we are on bed, and, you know, I'm reading this, and I'm like, and I read it like four times, you know, like, <laughs> is this really true? And I, I look at Catherine, and I'm like, hey, you know, I was with my iPad, read this. And, and she's like reading it, and she's like, oh, really? I'm like, it's what it says. And, you know, so, you know, we, we pull out our calculator and, she's, you know, she's doing all this. She loves numbers. She's an accountant. So, and, and I'm like, like, what's, what's, you know, what's the price after 20% off? 
And it was exactly the money that we had. So, you know, God, instead of just saying, here, guys, here's the money. He made the clinic or the hospital make this, you know, allegiance or whatever with the bank. Saying, hey, if your clients pay with your cards, we're going to give them a 20% discount. You know, instead of just giving us the money, he, he did all that just to show us that he is good. And that he is taking care of us. No, God's goodness. God's, you know, it's just so awesome. Jesus is never going to let you go. You are way too expensive to let you go. How many of you have, you know, you have something that you value either because it was really, really expensive or because you really, you know, have a good, you know, great value in your life? How many of you do have something like that? You know, uh, when when I first got my iPad, I, I, you know, I took care of it like my life. You know? <laughs> and and I, it's an old iPad now. But, you know, at first I... You know, I appreciate it so much. I was like, you know, don't, don't, don't touch my iPad. You know, <laughs> um, and I value it so much because it's really expensive. You know, and and because Catherine gave it to me, so you know, we value those things because they are really expensive, and we don't want people to touch it. You know, it's like, hey. Oh, that's really cool. Like, no, no, stand right here and see it from here. <laughs> that's Jesus with us because he values us so much. That's God's goodness for us. Just turn to the person next to you and say, God is good. We also want to build a culture of joy and hope. God doesn't want his body to be dragging themselves in mud. He doesn't want his body to be wondering if we have joy or if we have hope. Because we do. He's been putting this button of hope. Push, press the button, button of hope. You know, things are going to work. Things are going to work if it's to glorify God. When we have hope, we will have joy. You know, if you lose your hope, then you're going to be miserable. You're going to be, you know, thinking about what's happening tomorrow. Uh, you're even wondering if, if you're going to keep your job or not. Just have hope that whatever you're thinking, whatever your plans are, are going to happen. And just be filled with the joy of the Lord. I, you know, being a pastor is it's a 
daily walk of faith, you know, uh, especially if you are a pastor of a small church, you know, like when 20% of the people are actually givers. And, you know, one week, you know that one of the givers left the church or one of the givers was fired or whatever, you know, and you're like, you know, and you have all these things you have to pay at home or at church too. You know, it's hard. But but you have to live in that hope and in that joy. You know, I, I really, I've seen my parents, my parents have been pastors for many, many years, and I've seen how they live in hope or with hope and joy. You know, where sometimes, and I really, really didn't realize that because I was a small kid, but now I know that there were times where there was no money to eat. But we, we always had food on our table. And, and I've, I've experienced this in my family too. Um, you know, just like the story I told you about, you know, the bank and the clinic and all that. And, you know, I've realized that whenever there is the need, there comes the provision. So if, if I don't have something that I want right now, it's because I don't need it. So there's no provision for that. You know, I and um, I, I was praying for for a bigger car because we had this uh, Toyota Corolla, and you know now we're four people and we we still fit there. But, you know, with a newborn, it's just hard. You know, Catherine needs to be next to the baby. And Samuel is, you know, he's using a chair too. And so the, the three of them in the back seat, it's just, I mean, it was, it was bad. We did it like four times. And, and, you know, every time she went out of the car, she was like, we need a new car. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you can see she's, she's picky, right? Um <laughs> And, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I could see it, you know, like, and I tried different ways to set the, the chairs, the, you know, and we'll put Samuel and, and Josiah together, and you can see it over here, and it didn't work. Like, well, let, let's put the kids on the sides, and you sit in the middle, and it didn't work either. You know, she just got given birth, you know, she was weak, and, you know, you know what happens when you give birth, and... You know, so she couldn't be climbing, you know, on the chairs to get on the middle. She couldn't be on the front seat because she needed, she or she at least wanted to be next to Josiah. And and so we've been praying also for, for another car. And so we were like, well, if we sell our car, it's going to be this amount of money. But for the car we need, we still need more money. And, you know, we, we have enough for our living so it's not like we can you know be like oh let's just grab our this money for this or whatever so suddenly this pastor came to my dad and he's like hey i'll i'm selling this minivan for this amount of money and way really cheap you know and um so my dad told me and i was oh well i wish i had the money you know we, and we even went to see it. I drove it and all that. 
and well, it, it, I mean, I just don't have the money to buy it. And I didn't want to sell my car because if I sell my car, I can I can buy it, you know, because it's that that cheap. So, but I don't I don't want to sell my car because I need my car. You know, I have two babies and I need my car. You know, <clears throat> so um, somehow <clears throat> God provided the money, and we bought the minivan. And um, so, you know, talking about whenever the need comes, the provision comes, <clears throat> you know, we, we already were in the need of a new car or a different car. And, and so somehow the money came and, well, I know how it came, but, <laughs> but I, I don't have to withdraw of my, you know, pocket to pay or the the van we bought someone else is going to do it for us and, and so i'm really happy with my minivan <laughs> i feel like a sucker mom <clears throat> but that's all right my wife is happy my kids are comfortable and we all you know good with the new van so Whenever the provision comes, just just have hope to what you are waiting for, and be joyful. God is also want us to be a culture of risk and faith, and good risk, because there's bad risk too. <clears throat> us destroying that wall in our church was a good risk. And a step of faith. You know, we had the risk of, you know, the ceiling and the roof falling on us, which we built that beam. And we have the faith that more people is coming to our church. It's what we are uh, projecting in the spirit. You know, we are projecting more chairs. And we have the faith that someone is going to be seated on that chair. Soon. God is waiting for you to take the first step. Many, many times we're just like, God, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. And God is saying, you do it. Take the first step. God is waiting you for to move and that's something really important about faith because faith you know takes actions you know if he if there's like this picture of the guy you know waiting or praying for a job but he is praying for a job sitting on his couch every day goes, Lord give me a job I don't think the Lord is going to give him a job because he's not out there looking for a job. God is waiting you for you to go ahead and start. We have to stand between what's being declared, the heavenly realm, and declare it here in the natural 
you know, when I understood that, it was, you know, such a great revelation. It's like I'm standing on, on the gap. You know, God already declared all these things for me. God already declared all these things for you here. God had declared for me already a minivan. All I just had just to stand between, you know, on that gap in between what he already declared and what I needed. God is also building a, cult, a prophetic culture. You know, prophetic aligns people in the spirit. A prophetic word can take someone to the next level. <clears throat> we have to um, we have to learn to listen to God and not ourselves. And that's you know you just need to be really careful when it comes to a prophetic word. It's not you might you know you are so excited and you really want the other person to go to the next level. You're just going to tell him whatever. You know, but you have to be careful. You have to listen to the Lord and say what really God wants to tell that person. <clears throat> you have to learn <clears throat> to operate on the prophetic and not the pathetic. <laughs> we can really fall there easily. God is also building a culture of grace and empowerment. The grace is in your life. It's already in you. The grace of God is in you. The grace is sufficient for your life. The culture of the kingdom is rising. A culture... Who, that values his presence. As a culture of the kingdom of God, we need to value his presence. Sometimes we <clears throat> take his presence for granted and, you know, we get so used to it. But there should be a hunger in us for more, more of his presence. And then we won't just, you know, then we'll value his presence. I value the presence of the God who was here this morning while worship. And you know something? If the presence of God is not here, let's just shut the door and say adios. Yeah. I think we are here for his presence. And this is where we need to get. Value his presence. <clears throat> Come and feel his presence in worship. Feel his presence while announcements. Feel his presence while the word of God. Everywhere. Always. You know, I, I, really, I really enjoy. When, when I started being the pastor or the head pastor in our church, you know, I, I was... I was like, we, we need something different. We need, uh, we need you, Lord. You know, we, we can have great programs and great things, but if his presence is not there, 
It's just like nothing. Why we're here. And so my my goal and what I really want in my church is every day more of his presence. And and we've been accomplished that little by little. And, and it's something that is never going to end because, you know, his mercies are new every morning and, you know, all that. And... <clears throat> Uh, I just I just love to be in a new level every day in the Lord, and I, I as a church we've been experiencing that every time we're together, His presence comes and it's so thick and so you know amazing, <clears throat> and we didn't use or we didn't have that a year ago or two years ago, and. People, they're experiencing their own things as they seek the Lord. You know, and they come to me like, Moses, this this, and this happened while I was praying. I was like, well, that's because the presence of God was there. And it's, it's, it's just great to see how, you know, as soon as we're together, as soon as the worship starts or the service starts, you know, his presence just come, come down in a so different way. It's amazing, <clears throat> and I love that. And I, I, I always, I'm always listening to um, Kim Walker and Jesus Culture, and and again, Catherine is you know picky or whatever. And she's like, I'm so tired of you listening to the same songs. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't care because. You know, it's what fills me, and it's not because it's just his culture or Kim Walker, but but you know, there's there's of course they have a special anointing, but but it's what it's in me that you know I really want to be in the presence of the Lord. We have to learn to value His presence everywhere, every day, wherever we are. And the people needs to know that in this place, the presence of God is. Arise and shine. God is also wanting us to be a culture that shows the supernatural. And of course, it goes along with value in His presence, where miracles and wonders are taking place. You know, I I, I started to read the book about the Azusa Street revival, and you know, I was like, Lord, this is what I want in my church. This is what I want in our city. I want revival. I want, you know. All of these miracles and wonders going on, and and we have experienced some some miracles in our church, like you know, especially financial miracles, like the ones I've told you in my life. Um, their families in our church they go and pay their monthly fee for their mortgage or whatever, and and the bank says like, no, you already paid, you already paid for this month. So they don't have to pay that month. You know, several people has experienced that, and so so are we. We've done that 
or we experience that uh, with our credit card. And, you know, we use our credit card as a debit card. I, I don't get out my credit card out of my wallet unless I know I have the cash. And so one one day, you know, or one month, we use it a lot. And, you know, of course, we had the cash. And, you know, we get online and pay the credit card with, you know. And, and it says we owe zero colonists in our card. You know, we we've, we use it all month for, you know, for doctor's appointments and all that. And so now we have all this cash free. <laughs> so we, we painted our house. And because Kathleen, I didn't know that, but she was praying for provision to paint our house. And she's like, oh, so can we use that money to paint our house? <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> it's supernatural. You know, we don't need to see, you know, arms growing or, you know, of course we want to see that, but all those little things are already supernatural things happening in people's lives. Also, in our culture, we need a culture of salvation. There's a lot of people out there who's unsaved, and they need to know the goodness of God, and they need to be safe. What what are we doing to bring those out there to salvation? Do they even know you're saved? You have to show him salvation. <clears throat> also, a culture of righteousness in this really unfair culture where we live. <clears throat> people need to know God's justice. We also need to develop <clears throat> a culture of generosity. And, you know, I just want to prophesy over you. You are the most generous people on earth. We have to be generous with the church. You know, I'm sure Pastor Dustin wants to see this ministry grow. You know, you, uh, you just sold your church building. Would you like to see your own church building? Well, we need to be generous to this ministry in order to have your own church building. I'm sure Pastor Dustin wants more people on his staff, but he needs money to do that. More people to work with you and for you. Right? <laughs> so we need to be generous. But, but you know, I also talk about bringing people for salvation. You know, that, that's, that's key right there. If there's more, more people in the church, there's more resources. 
What is it that you want to see in your life, in your financial, in your finances? Oh, be generous. It's, it's a principle. If you, if you want to receive what you have to do, what do you have to do? Give. And uh, again, um, another story. A couple of months ago, we, we buy our groceries every two months. And so we go to Costco and we, you know, buy all these things, you know, you know, big packages and, and all that, you know, so the last two months. And uh, actually, maybe like in two weeks, I have to go back and buy groceries. But um, now that I remember, <laughs> but two, two or three months ago, it was the end of the two months. And of course, you know, at the end, you have less food, you know. And this family in our church was going through this hard time. And, uh, you know, one day I came from, from the office and Catherine was like, I think we should give our food to this family. And I was like, sure. Let's, sure, let's, 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 you know, let's put it in bags and let's take it to them. And, and we did. You know, only the Lord didn't, you know, we, we still had food all those couple of weeks, you know, before we had to go buy food. But when we went to the grocery store, you know, at the end of the day, we go to Costco and we go to this other place. And then we go to Walmart because we also have Walmart in Costa Rica. <laughs> and and so, you know, I, you know, I'm counting what was left. And we, you know, we... Our budget is very limited, and you know we know that with that amount of money, we have you know we will buy enough for two months and everything we need. And you know sometimes we buy, I don't know, gummy bears or uh, cookies, you know, whatever treat we want. And so this time we we decided to get flan. You know, let's buy flan. Sure, we grabbed a couple of boxes of flan and and you know we paid and all, and you know at the end I'm just counting all the change, and we had extra eighty dollars, and I told Catherine it's like, look, we have eighty dollars. I'm just making the conversions, but I, and she's like, that's because we gave that food to that family. I'm like, yes, that's true. You know, so God, it's it's good, man. But because we were generous, and I could, you know, say more stories about it. But be generous. Be being generous is a blessing. It's a blessing. If we could only understand the principle of giving, you know, our life would just be different. You know, we. The kingdom of God is a upside-down kingdom. And we just have to learn that. We also want a culture that has a revelation for the word of God. The word of God brings revelation. Revelation. 
We need to understand what God is doing. We need to understand what God is saying. What is rising up? An army of people is rising up. That's you. Joy is rising up. There's a sound that is rising up in the spirit. There's a special anointing that is rising up in you right now. Healing is rising up. Is, is anyone here sick this morning? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, I pray healing in your life in the name of Jesus because healing is rising up in your body right now. There's hope rising up. Who's hopeless here right now? Hope is rising up in your life right now. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. There's a victory who's that's rising up in our in our lives. You might feel defeated for whatever reason. Well, the Lord is telling you this morning, you're victorious. Victory is rising up. And very deep inside is ourselves rising up in Christ Jesus. In power and in glory and in presence. And there's something that has to reveal us that's rising from among us that is going to make us shine where we are. There's an anointing rising up in your life in power and glory and in presence. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Moses. That was incredible. I'm going to have you pray for us in Spanish. Yes. Now that he's done preaching, he just figured out that's his water. See what happens when he travels without his wife? It's not good for man to be alone. Wow, that was amazing. Wasn't that amazing? Man, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't got to hear Moses just preach like that. And uh, that was great, Moses. Thank you for everything you imparted to us. That was the word of the Lord for us as a church. And uh, we want to take an offering for Moses right now. And I just want to ask um, ushers if you can prepare for that. And um, we can just go ahead and we'll just pass the offering bag through the rows for this. Um, But uh, I think that as I was sitting there, I just felt in my heart that I, th- I think there's a need that Moses has. And I think there's a need that Iglesia del Rey has. Because you said that whenever there is a need, God brings the provision, right? And if God's not providing it, then we must not need it. But, but I knew that we were going to do an offering for Moses. So that must mean there's some need that you have. 
because God is providing right now. I don't know what that's for, but... And let's remember what Moses just, just taught us, that, that uh, give and it will be given to you. That's what Jesus said. And he said, and with the measure that you use, it'll be measured to you. And what I have discovered is that you can't outgive God. And it was actually right at the time when we, when Misty and I personally gave toward our, all of us gave, you know, uh, last year at Christmas for Moses's building project, you know, and Misty and I gave more than, more than we thought we could give. (laughs) And, uh, we just gave in faith. And it was right after that, that we received an anonymous gift to buy a new car, that we had no money to buy a new car. And the amount that was given to us to buy a new car was a lot more than what we had given. (laughs) So that's, that's a principle that, that Moses taught us. Um, but just as we're, as we're doing this, um, as we're just continuing to get ready um, for the offering, I just, I want Moses to just pray for us in Spanish. And, uh, the last night of the conference, uh, this, 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 uh, KMI conference we just had, um, which was on Friday night, um, we, we had been learning all week about prayer and we had opportunities to prayer, but to pray, but we really had an activation that night and we prayed in small groups and different things. And then. One thing Pastor Norm had us do is he, he had everybody come up to the front um, from different nations. And, uh, and he had them pray in their native tongue for their nation. And, whoa, I can't even describe what happened. It was the Holy Spirit just fell. It was incredible. We had Pastor George praying in Swahili. Man, we had Philip, who's in Master's Commission, praying in German. We had a couple guys pray in German and then we had people praying Swiss German, people praying French, uh, all kinds of these different languages. We had the guys from Nicaragua praying Spanish. Moses prayed in Spanish. Um, and, uh, of course, we had a couple people pray for America. Simon Mould prayed for England. <laughs> um, but, you guys, the Holy Spirit just fell. It was, um, it was amazing. I, I just started weeping as they were praying. I just... It, and all, and all I felt is I just felt Jesus' heart for the nations. He just loves the nations, and he loves the people, and he wants them to come to faith. So I, I just um, I want Moses to close our service this morning and just pray in Spanish for us. And uh, there's um, God created all the cultures. He created all the nations, all the tribes, and all the tongues because um, we, we, we can't declare the ex- excellencies of God in a sufficient way just in English. You know, when, when, when Pen- on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell on the people and they started speaking in tongues, you know what the first things they all were saying? It says they were declaring the excellencies of God. Isn't that awesome? Because Hebrew, the Hebrew language wasn't enough. Even though, oh, well, that's God's language. That, you know, that wasn't enough. And, and God redeemed what happened in the Tower of Babel. When he confused their language because they were doing something ungodly, God turned that for the good. And now he used the confusion, the confusion of all the languages because these people are trying to building, trying to build an edifice to man. And God redeemed that in Acts chapter 2. And they were declaring the excellencies of God in all those languages. So I, I, I think that there's something will be imparted as Moses prays in Spanish. And I think that there's an, some aspects of the excellencies of God that you're going to see in the Spirit right now as he prays.
Gracias Dios por um, este tiempo aquí con, contigo, Señor. Oramos, oro, Señor, que uh, tu bendición sea sobre esta congregación. Dios, que la cultura de tu reino, Señor, sea establecida, Dios, sobre esta iglesia, Señor, y que uh, tu luz resplandezca, Señor, en medio de ellos, sobre ellos, Señor, y que de aquí salga, Dios, uh, tu poder, tu fuego, Señor, a, a toda esta ciudad, Señor. Oro, Dios, por aquellos que están enfermos, Dios, o que no tenían esperanza. Tu Espíritu Santo, Señor, ven sobre ellos y trae esa esperanza, esa salud, Señor. Cualquier necesidad, Señor, que haya aquí, sea suplida en tu nombre, Señor. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Muchas gracias, Moisés. Muchas gracias por venir a nuestra iglesia para su, uh, este mensaje. Es muy bendición para nosotros. Muchas gracias. <laughs> well, stand up, everybody. Let's, let's go out and let's, let's be the people of God wherever we go. Because we are the message. And so, you guys, let, let's just walk in these things that Moses talked about. This, this is when it starts now. And let's just go and be that distinct culture. Amen? Amen. God bless you.